Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about influencer marketing and social media in right around 15 minutes. I'm Sana Oudmark, head of marketing at Cure Media, and in this week's episode, I talked to Sophie Coleman, marketing director at 437, the fast-growing swimwear and apparel brand based out of Toronto. We talk about breaking into the apparel market as a relatively new fashion brand, the importance of nurturing a strong brand community on social media, and how they mix big and famous celebrity influencers with micro and nano-influencers using the so-called influencer U-curve. Hi, Sophie, and welcome to today's podcast. Great to have you here. Hi, so excited to talk today. Me too. So could we just start by you telling us a bit about who you are and what your role is at 437? Totally. Um, my name is Sophie Coleman. I am based in Canada, and I am the marketing director at 437, which you may know a little bit about us, but we are a Canadian-based women's apparel and swimwear line. Um, And as the marketing director, I oversee a little bit of everything at the team um, from social, influencers, paid ads, email, SMS, all of the above. Cool. And I was so fascinated when I first heard about how 437 was born. So could you just give us some background on how the company was founded? It's such an inspiring story. And also what 437 is all about. For sure. Um, I personally love the story of 437 and it's part of what made me want to work here. So I'm excited that you're excited too. 
437 was started by two young women while they were in university, two best friends who were living together. Their names are Hyla and Adrian, and they still um, are part of the company as our co-founders. We started just, just under four years now while they were in their undergrad at Queen's University, and they were really inspired by you know, going on these trips and trying to pick up swimwear that they just felt wasn't built for their bodies. Um, At this time, about four years ago, the swimwear market, I think, looked a lot different than it does now. We see now a lot more inclusivity in terms of celebrating different shapes in in women's bodies. But at the time, it was very Victoria's Secret models, super skinny, um, super tiny, traditional, extra small models only. So they really wanted to create something that was for them, really, that they felt they weren't seeing in the market, something that made them feel comfortable and beautiful as they were. Um, And they just decided to start 437. It's always been the two of them, Highland Adrian, like I said, they're still very present in the company to date. Um, And they've grown from there. We're now a team of about... I want to say about 15 people maybe now, um, mainly based in Toronto and almost entirely female team. So it's really remained true to the vision of celebrating real women and embracing bodies um, just like the founders did. I love that. You're definitely taking girl boss to the next level. (laughs) Totally. So many inspiring women on the team. That's amazing. Moving on to what today's topic will be about. And I think if we talk to the listeners, when you're scrolling through your Instagram feed, chances are that you will see a 437 bikini on some of your favorite influencers, whether it's Kylie Jenner or a micro or nano influencer. So Sophie, what role would you say influencer marketing plays in your media mix? Oh my gosh, influencers are such a core piece of not only 437's marketing, but just the company in general. I would say that 437 is a very women-first, community-first company. And that includes, like you said, big celebrities, micro-influencers, nano-influencers, and then girls, just everyday girls with small followings are all considered as part of not only marketing, but also in our design, in our um, the way the company has grown in our events when we're able to have them. So they really are a huge part of what we do because 437 is really committed to, like I said, celebrating women. And a lot of that means listening to real women. Um, so yeah, our, our influencer approach is is interesting because, again, like you said, it does encompass some amazing celebrities like Kylie Jenner, Meg The Stallion, huge, huge girls that I think we all follow, but also includes community members who maybe don't have a following, but are super influential in in their space and are just real women who want want to feel good in their swimwear. Um, I would say the the way that 437 works with influencers and what has helped us be so successful and again, getting those huge placements, but also momentum in the more traditional micro blogger nanosphere is that like I said, women are considered at every step and relationship building is so integral to the founder's vision and also the vision of marketing today. Yeah. So how would you explain, if you were to explain to someone outside 437 marketing department, how is your strategy built up? You talked about the different types of influencers and yeah, everything. How do you do? Yeah, it's... 
like I said, such an integral part of, of what we're doing. Um, and I would say that if you take a look at 437's feed or even our email marketing, our website, our SMS, our ads, again, you see influencers at almost every single point because really what we are so excited to do is to create and curate a brand experience that is very aspirational. We have beautiful photo shoots. We make sure we're showing the product um, in a way that is, again, elevated and exciting. But at the same time, those photo shoots are as important to us as featuring members of our community with following sizes ranging from, like I said, a thousand to the Kylie Jenners of the world. So what what really centers our marketing is making sure that it feels beautiful. It feels luxe. You know, the product price point isn't not a crazy luxury product, but it is a more of an investment piece, especially when we're talking about swimwear. So we want to make sure that all of our marketing feels elevated and the brand experience feels elevated, but never snobby, never cold, never something that where you can't picture yourself in the pieces. And that's why the influencers and creators and 437 partners, as we call them, are so present in everything that we do. And really, as the marketing director, there's no discussion that we have on my team that doesn't include influencers. Love that. Yeah, you're you're really an influencer-born brand. Um, and I guess that's probably the biggest part of your marketing strategy as well. Or do you do, what? what's other big channels do you work with? We do a little bit of everything. Again, we're definitely um, a digital first brand, which has been amazing, especially in this time, as a lot of companies and retailers have you know, struggled to adopt new digital principles for the COVID era when things shut down. I know there was a lot of challenges with stores that had big brick and mortar experiences or lots of events, a lot of in-person shopping, um, trying to catch up with the digital sort of age with everybody stuck at home. So I would say 437, as much as we're influencer first, we're just digital first in general. Um, and that means being able to see us on all of the platforms um, that are relevant to you that we think our girls enjoying using. So of course, in the past couple of years, yeah. that means going into channels like TikTok, having fun on Clubhouse. We're really trying to stay on top of what is exciting in the digital space because we recognize that our customers, our 437 girl is always on top of what's new. She's always trying out new things. She downloaded TikTok. She's been having fun on it. Um, so that's also a big part of us is staying really innovative and dynamic and never getting too stuck on one approach and doing something one way because we've always done it that way, but making sure that we're staying super receptive to, again, like I said, what our girls are telling us from our, inf- our favorite influencers, to our partners, to our shoppers. Yeah, I think that's super important, especially now. So much is going on. And as you say, new platforms arise and just new ways of creating content, new trends. Uh, and this generation that we're talking about, they are really they are really great at that. So as a brand, you need to do the same, of course. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I know personally... I really enjoy seeing brands show up in all the places that I'm starting to get into. And um, 
I'm not sure if you were on Clubhouse earlier this year, but I personally was so curious about it and to see brands pop up in the space and 437 held a couple of rooms that had a really fun panel with a lot of other female founders, um, I think is always fun and keeps it interesting um, for your community too. Yeah, definitely. So talking about influencers again, I know that you have a strategy or a model that you that you apply internally when you look for influencers and how you work with it. So could you please tell us a bit more about this model? Yes, um, the influencer you curve. So I have to say this is something that I learned from a really, really amazing um, mentor and manager of mine when I was working at another apparel company called Aritzia. Um, you may be familiar with that. Um, but I was working for social for them. And something that I learned there that I've adopted wholeheartedly and 437 has always done really when we think about it is again, the influencer U curve. So basically the way that we think about influencers, if there was a graph of influencers with their following on one of the axis, and then the amount of resources that we as a company put into them along another axis, um, we really see two peaks at the nano, the small, the 437 partners, like I said, the community who maybe doesn't have a huge following, but is making gorgeous content because she loves it. And her friends really turn to her um, for advice. And she has influence in her circles. And she's just a real girl as one of the peaks. And then another peak at the really big mega watt girls that are super inspiring to us. So of course, Kardashians, Jenners, Meg the Stallion, um, Sydney Sweeney, some of these really cool A-listers that, that we've been able to make relationships and placements with too. So those are really the two peaks of our business. And when I call them peaks, I just mean to say that that's where we really dedicate most of our resources. So if you consider a resource to be of course, potentially a financial investment. So paying for partnerships with larger people or paying for VIP and PR consultants who can connect you with those people, sending a ton of product, that's definitely a resource. Another resource as we consider it here is time. So just the amount of time um, and energy that we put into fostering relationships with these types of creators um, as a resource as well. So in terms of the lower following end, our community, our 437 partners, UCS putting in a ton of time and energy, fostering really genuine relationships. Whenever you look at the 437 Instagram feed, you see a ton of beautiful real girls. And that is really the result of the team spending a ton of time finding the right girls who are influential in their circles um, and who just genuinely enjoy working with the product, taking photos, giving feedback. Um, so we put a lot of time into nurturing relationships there and gifting generously to our community. So it's hard to picture without like the graph in front of you. Um, <laughs> <It's always. laughs> but basically, yeah, yeah, the peaks just being in these two sort of polarizing areas, not to say we ever ignore anyone. We love creators of all sizes and anyone can, can build a huge community or an engaged audience. But in terms of where I see us putting the most time and effort, it's definitely these two peaks. Super interesting to hear how you resonate. And I think this is a great tips as well for brands. For many brands, they choose either or like you only work with micro influencers, no, no, or you only work with the big ones. And this is a great way, as you say, to combine them because 
that's how you can reach even more effects. Totally. And I think it always goes back to remembering that your customers are real people too. And just like we try to show up on the platforms she's on to keep it fun and interesting and have new ways to talk to us, we also consider the ways that she shops. I mean, I love looking at celebrities and street style and, you know, seeing what Madison Beer is wearing. That's really inspirational to me. But I also follow so many cool girls who don't have a huge following that I have a personal relationship with who whenever they put something cute on their Instagram story, I'm almost more likely to purchase through them because I trust them so much and they're not working with brands all the time. So it's really cool, unique experience to see a brand in that space and hear from a real girl who isn't a celebrity who sometimes I think there can be some distrust in sort of the celebrity and blogger sphere in terms of what they're endorsing. Um, We're really strategic in making sure that we're working with girls on either end of the spectrum where that trust is super obvious and we never work with anyone who we don't feel would just want to wear us on their own. I think it's super important. Great insights. (laughs) So Speaking of this strong brand community that you have, so how would you say that you and the team at 437 have managed to build such a strong sense of community? I I feel like a big part of that is just that we genuinely care. And I think you see a lot of brands doing this more and more, especially as social media becomes such a huge part of people's um, marketing dollars and resources. I think in the past, it was really easy for larger brands to, you know, put up a billboard. They can kind of measure what comes out of that. They put a big full page in a magazine. Of course, you can kind of measure what comes out of that. But you don't get to hear from the community. You don't get to hear actual responses from people. Sure, people in the past could reach out to maybe an email and send you feedback on an ad. But how many people are actually doing that? Versus on social, as soon as you post something, whether you're getting comments or just likes, impressions, like you can see how it's sitting with your community. You can see if they enjoy it. I think people are really outspoken. They'll let you know if something doesn't feel good, especially when it comes to swimwear and apparel at 437. You know, people will give us feedback on whether they feel represented in what they're seeing, if they feel we're showing healthy bodies, all of that kind of stuff. So being able to tap into social and use it to its full ability is such a big part of us fostering community because we've sort of begun to train the community that a will listen to them. We always respond to comments. We always answer all of our DMS. We always get back to people on these channels or any of our support channels. And then we also amplify their voices so they can see the way that their feedback is translated into us even creating product. You often see us having screenshots of a million comments asking for a certain style, one of our core styles, for example, in a new color. We've seen a ton of people gravitating towards like brown espresso colors. Um, So we brought out after a ton of feedback, one of our signature styles in the brown espresso color that we hadn't had previously. And when we brought it out, We were able to say, look at you asking us for this, know that we're listening, know that we hear you and your feedback to us is actually shaping what the company looks like. So I think that's a big part of fostering that community is making them feel heard and genuinely leveraging the feedback. Like I said, in the past, you would maybe have to have 
a market research session with customers to get an impression of your brand, to get an impression of your efforts. And now you have it for free every single day, every time you post something. So we really, yeah. we really see that as a valuable tool too. And I think, again, to speak to the way that we share real women and, and content from our community, that's a big part too, because I think it's so much more fun to engage with a brand and post to share a brand when you know the brand's not only going to comment on your photo, see it, be excited to see you wear the apparel, but maybe put it on their feed too. You'll see yourself in their stories. You'll see yourself on their feed. And like I said, we always keep the experience elevated, but because we spend so much time talking to our community, we see girls begin to share the way that we're doing photo shoots too. Um, so it's just this like really beautiful yeah. loop. And like I said, Love relationships that. are everything to us. So just keeping that relationship as important as a relationship with like a big celebrity or a magazine editor, the way that a brand would in the past is, is kind of, is kind of it yeah. for us. We want brands today to be like friends or to have personality. So I think it's a great way, as you say, to build this strong relationship that we have to other people because brands, it's, it's people behind them as well, right? A hundred percent, especially, you know, we are a team of what, 15 people. I think people get the impression because we're doing so much, we're working so much, you're seeing product all the time that maybe it's a bigger team, but we're like, no, it's just, you know, a lot of the times it's me in DMs just going in and seeing what people are saying or our founders love spending time in DMs. So like you said, superhuman, um, the people behind the brand are super present in everything that we do because it's just like 15 mostly girls, you know? Yeah. And moving on to final three quick key takeaways for brands when it comes to succeeding with influencer marketing today? Ooh, what would you say? That's such a good question. Um, the million dollar only question. three, hey? I would say <laughs> as one, relationships are key. Um, building genuine relationships and only working with people where there is a genuine, authentic connection is everything um, in terms of how far your efforts will go and in terms of how it'll feel for your audience to see some of these influencer partnerships, relationships, relationships, always. Two, I would say don't underestimate the power of community and don't put too much weight in following count as everything I've said it probably a million times today, but community to us is everything. And we see so much success in just working with people who are so genuine and connected to their audience. And 2,000 engaged followers to us is as valuable as 200,000 only half engaged followers with a larger influencer. So don't put too much weight in followers and more commitment to finding the people who, like I said, have that genuine relationship with the brand. Number three, ooh, I would say number three would be don't be afraid to switch things up. Again, I'm saying right now that we have this U curve. There's all these strategies. Of course, we try to keep our eye on strategy because at the end of the day, we're building a business and we are making standards for ourselves. But don't be afraid to find new channels, work with influencers in new places, invite TikTokers into your, your roster of influencers, invite podcast hosts, invite clubhouse 
figures into your into your roster um, and always keep it interesting because as much as it's important to build those genuine relationships with people who show up time and time again for your brand. There's always new audiences to reach with new influencers and always cool new women doing amazing things that are going to come onto your radar. So don't be afraid to make new connections and say innovative. And I would say as a marketer too, not only for our customer is that great and novel and exciting, but it also makes my job much more fun if we're always working with new women and I'm always getting to get inspired by new people. So those are my three relationships. Don't worry too much about follower count and stay dynamic and, and always changing. Great summary. And I need to ask you when I have you on the line, perfect now when summer is getting closer, what is the biggest trend in swimwear fashion right now okay again this is swimwear especially but always fashion but especially when it comes to swim I feel is so personal so I can't speak for everyone but for me and for us at 437 we just think swimwear this summer is going to be really fun I feel like we're all so used to our sweatsuits, our work from home Zoom outfits. Like we're sick of it. For sure. Yeah. Like I don't want to be in yoga pants anymore. Like I want to be wearing something fun. And even if that means, you know, of course, some people are able to travel right now. Some are not. Even if it's in your backyard, putting on a fun patterned bright suit that feels exciting and fresh doesn't feel blah or boring um I think is going to be something we see huge my Instagram feeds already I'm not sure about yours everyone I follow somewhere sunny is already in like the most fun cute print in like this tiny bikini or a really interesting shape so I just think we're ready for like new fresh and um trying something that's a bit different this summer so that's what I think we're gonna see that sounds amazing. I feel like go shopping right away or visit the 437 website, maybe. <laughs> you got it. You got to visit the website. Thank you so much for joining today. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun talking. And where can the listeners find you if they want to read more about swimwear, community, relationships, whatever? Totally. Um, we'll make sure to follow us at on Instagram, we're just 437, the number's 437, and we're that on most platforms, either 437 or 437 shop on TikTok. Check out our website at shop437.com. Um, and if you want to check out my stuff, I am Sophie F. Coleman on everything. So my DMs are always open, my LinkedIn messages, feel free to reach out. Thank you so much. Thank you.